Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Jesus, well aware that the Father had entrusted everything to him, and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from the supper table, took off his outer garment, and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel. When he came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, You, Lord, washing my feet? Jesus replied, You do not understand now what I am doing, but one day you will. Peter said, I will never let you wash my feet. If I do not wash you, Jesus replied, you have no part with me. Then Lord Simon Peter said, not my feet only, wash my hands and head as well. After he had washed their feet, Jesus said to them, if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, so you also ought wash one another's feet. Very truly, I tell you, whoever receives any messenger of mine receives me, and in receiving me, receives the one who sent me. My father suffered from Parkinson's disease for many years, managing it very well for a long time, but eventually it wins. When he was in his late 80s, not long before he moved into a long-term care facility. I was staying with him and helping him, at least as much as he would let me, with personal care. One afternoon, as I was helping him out of the shower, I noticed that his toenails were very long, curling over the tips of his toes. I said, Dad, how about you let me cut your toenails? They've gotten pretty long. He replied, you don't need to bother yourself with that. I said, I know, but I'm sure it's getting harder for you to reach down there. And he said, it's not that. It's just that I can't hold my hands steady enough to cut them myself. I said, I understand. That's why I offered. And since you just showered, they will be soft and easy for me to cut. After more back and forth, he finally relented. And when we went into his bedroom, I asked him to lie down on his bed while I sat next to him to cut them. Once again, he fussed that he disliked having to burden me and others with his helping him with his personal care. I said, you know, when we were kids, we always complained that you were impossible to buy presents for because you always said you didn't need anything. We hated that. 
because it feels good to give someone a present. I want to give you this as a present. It's not like you're asking me to wipe your butt, <laughs> which I might point out you did many times for me when I was young. <laughs> I'm just cutting your toenails, like I have done many times for my own kids. Can you let me do this? With that, he let go. And what ensued was one of the warmest times I ever shared with my father. I just sat and held his feet, and he relaxed completely. And I cut his toenails while we talked about other things. When I was done, he told me how much he appreciated that. And we had a long hug. Not long after this, when I was back in Portland, I told this story to a friend who happens to be an evangelical Lutheran. And he replied, the Lord loves a good receiver. The phrase really rang my bell. And our conversation turned to how uncommon it seemed to be for Christians to live by these words. We become so deeply indoctrinated into the teaching that it is better to give than receive. I must say, I noticed that that was a a verse in one of the songs we sang not more than two weeks ago. And we fail to recognize that every act of giving requires a receiver. Perhaps even more problematic is that this same phrase can also be interpreted to apply a certain moral superiority. Givers are simply better than receivers. No wonder we take pride not only in acts of charity, but also in demonstrations of self-sufficiency. Taken to its logical stream, extreme, tis better to give freely and accept nothing. This dynamic isn't uniquely or even particularly Christian. Many honor cultures around the world, including the Greek culture of first century Palestine, hold that to accept a gift is to become indebted to the giver, and that the only way to regain the upper hand is to reciprocate with the gift even more valuable or extravagant. If one lacks the means to do so, it's best to avoid receiving the gift in the first place. But this is generally about social position and power. The Christian, quote, contribution is to add the moral dimension so that receiving a gift we cannot return in kind feel like moral failure. And then Jesus steps in, as he seems to do so often in the midst of dysfunctional Christianity, and says, it's not like that at all. That being a receiver is not a bad thing. In fact, it's essential. Jesus more or less commands Paul to be a uh, Peter to be a good receiver, and tells us that whoever receives any messenger of mine receives me, and that in receiving me receives the one who sent me. He says that we ought to wash one another's feet, using language that is completely mutual. 
There is neither giver nor receiver. We are to be both at all times. That's how God's kingdom is to behave. I wrote all of what I've said so far back in May while on vacation. But I thought about it again as I found myself saying, I don't really need anything when asked what I might like for Christmas. I realized how much better it would feel to the other person for me to instead answer, here is something I would really like to receive from you. Similarly, instead of asking, what do you want for Christmas? It feels much more inviting to ask, what might you like to receive from me for Christmas? It's a simple reframing, but somehow it feels like a really different dynamic. I'm also thinking about this in the aftermath of the funeral of my wife's uncle, who aged gracefully and whose final years were a gift to his family. I'm reflecting on conversations we have with relatives of my own generation, that we are quickly becoming the oldest generation in our families, and that our turn is next. If I'm blessed to follow an aging trajectory similar to my father's or to Diane's uncle, I want to remember that as much as I treasure my ability to live independently and to be of service to others, at some point the greatest gift I can offer others is to let go and be a good receiver of their love and their care. Finally, I think about this in the context of our community here at West Hills Friends. I treasure the way we share and follow up on each other's joys and concerns, inviting and receiving the care of each other. It's such a tangible way in which we live out Jesus' commands to wash each other's feet. I also think about how important it is that we remain a vibrant, multi-generational community since every stage in life presents its own needs and offers its own unique capacity for service. Imperfect as we are, I feel we have come closer than I ever anticipated to creating a microcosm of the kingdom of God right here in this community. And I hope we continue to seek to do so for the rest of my days. Some queries. Do I find it hard to receive a gift without feeling the need to reciprocate? Or if I have no ability to reciprocate, how can I let go and simply receive with gratitude? In what ways and with whom can I become a better receiver? Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find 
some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.